You all happy? Just about. You right? I think so, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think so. I've got nothing exciting to tell you because it's just been a week just like any other. Just like any other. But we are one, one week closer to being normal again. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time you're listening to us. Hello, this is Sheer Isolation with myself, John in Cricklade, and Kieran is in Trowbridge. Howdy, Kieran. It's still, I'm still here. <laughs> you're disappearing behind the hair. We've said before, I kind of pushed mine back, but yours is taking over the face. Oh, it's horrible. Um, I saw my mate Alex today in Devizes. He's a framer, he frames pictures. And he had the most immaculate hair. And I said, Alex, how on earth have you got such good hair? And he said, I had literally had it cut the day of the last lockdown. And it's, it's not grown since. I admittedly, I didn't have your mind cut that recently. But it has just grown into a sprawling mess. And I hate it. I've even stopped shaving now. I've got, this is the biggest beard I've ever had. I mean, it's, I know it's, it's really, I know it's quite stubbly. But this, this is as stubbly as I have ever stubbled. You are looking distinguished, I have to say. Why, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm never quite sure if that's a compliment or not, but we'll, I'll take it. Um, anyway, purpose of this show over the next half hour, we will be doing our best to promote the local music scene across the west of England. We're going to play a couple of tracks and we're going to chat to a guest as ever. Um, we've got a proper mix of everything from like rock, hip hop, reggae. It's all kind of mushed together in, into the tracks that we're playing today. Yes, um, this is this can be very a lot of variety. Yeah. So who have you booked in for us this week, Karen? Today's guest is George Davis or Davies. We call him the boy wonder and he's a lighting technician from Malmesbury and he's the tender age of 18. But he, you can already tell from working with him, he's going right to the top of the industry. Sweet. So we got that to come later on. And uh, first track of the day. So this week's song is a band from... I don't actually know where they're from, but the drummer is a friend of mine called Thomas Shrimpton. And he is in a band called Let's Swim, Get Swimming. And I, I always say they're from Swindon, but I don't actually know where they're from. But this song is basically... He, he's, he's from Swindon, if, if the rest of the band aren't. Yeah, he's from Swindon. If, if nothing else, he's from Swindon. Um, and this is a song called Bowl Edmonds. I'm not entirely sure why Bowl Edmonds, but it, it's basically arty, post-rocky stuff. Uh, math rock, but really cool time signatures, like that kind of thing, all over the place. Great fun. But there's no singing in the songs, vocalless, just, just rhythms, polyrhythms and fun. Um, three piece. And so I picked it, not because it's a new song, but because they have new material. They, re- they dropped a new song today. They haven't had a new video up for a year. They've got a brand new video coming out. So I'm dead excited about what silly craziness they get up to. Cool. Lovely. Well, we'll have a listen. Like that. We, we don't need to listen to it now you, you've done it perfectly yeah god I wish I could play guitar I just don't have the patience to learn how to play that good
what is math rock? Oh, so math rock, it's obviously it's Americanisms, math, not maths, math. And it's usually typified by like awkward time signatures. And like, so a lot of it's quite stop start, break beat. So um, quite jazzy then. Yeah, quite jazzy. Yeah, yeah jazzy. very um, So that's, that's your math rock. So that, that is Bowl Edmonds by the band Let's Swim Get Swimming. It is time <laughs> for a bit of product placement, if you have it. Yes, I've got it. I've spotted it. This is a book by an author or a musician called Kyle Evans. Um, and everybody will recognise Kyle Evans because he used to be in a band called the Retrospective Soundtrack Players, who were on Extra Mile. They made concept albums based upon films and books and so on. Um, but little did people know that actually Kyle was a mathematician genius and he teaches, I think, some form of college or boarding school. So like really privately talented, capable kids. Um, and he's written a book called Poems and Paradoxes, which is aimed at roughly, I think, 14 to 16 year olds. Um, so I'm going to give it to my daughter. And I literally got it in the post yesterday. I, I have opened it, but I haven't read it. But it's well, it's exactly that. It's paradoxes within maths. And he often shares these on his on his Twitter and it blows my mind. There's this paradox about um, shapes. So it's uh, triangles within a triangle. You can get it fit so they fit perfectly within the triangle. If you change the orientation, they still fit perfectly within the triangle, but there's a space missing. It's like, ah, how does that work? And being a mathematician, he can explain it to you. That sounds amazing. I want to get one of those myself. Where'd you get it? Uh, It's come from a company called... Tarquin, Tarquin Books. Tarquin Books. Um, I got it in the post and it said it was from Tarquin. And I thought, oh, Jesus, what have I ordered? Uh, thinking it might be from my uh, lover in, from Greece. But it turns out it wasn't from my lover in Greece. It's actually a book from Kyle. Is Tarquin a Greek name? I don't know. But when I, it's from those ski adverts, isn't it? Those LOs like, you know, eat a yogurt. And it's always this handsome, rugged guy eating like Greek yogurt. And he's all, his name's always Tarquin. You know, the 90s didn't worry about PC stuff. And they would make a dumb sort of bimbo man. You know, you're looking at his body eating yogurt. And that's what women want, apparently. So, um, yeah. If you're just joining us on this local music show, um, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the script, Kieran. Let's talk about George. Uh, George is uh, a local. He's only 18. Um, he's from Malmesbury. Um, and he, I think he's, he's something, someone the town was going to be extremely proud of in the future. And uh, he'll explain to you shortly why. Just talk us through how you got into lights and how you got to that position. I stumbled upon lights completely by accident. So in year six, at the end of primary school, they always do um, an end of year play production thing. And I hated being on stage. So I asked if I could do something else, whatever that was. And I got put on the lights and it was this little tiny controller with, I think, four faders for four lights in the roof. And I've just loved it from there. I also and have how a lot old of you music. Have been then? I would have been 10 or 11. Wow. So, yeah, it's going back a fair few years. <laughs> but I also have a great love of music as I'm sure a lot of people listening and I'm sure you, you have as well. So I had the idea of starting a mobile disco company to fund buying lights because I had, I was too young to get a job. So I had no other way of sort of doing anything. And I was, I was offered to do a roller disco at the local leisure center. So I got a loan from uh, my dad, which uh, he made me pay back with interest. Um, <laughs> 
and that was that bought me all the basic lighting kit and PA kit and everything like that for the mobile discos. We did those all summer, and then all the adults that would have to bring their kids were sitting in there, uh, and they and they then started asking if we would do parties for them, uh, which of course we said yes because uh, I wanted to buy more gear. Um, <laughs> And it, it it just progressed from there. And then people loved what we were doing at their parties and they'd recommend us to friends and it's just picked up from there. So then I've, I started buying more lights so I could market myself to festivals and small to medium-sized live events. And it's it's, gone, it's grown from there, really. Well, you've, you've got a lovely story, actually, with Mindsy Fest, haven't you? So, because um, you've told me this story two or three times. Just for a bit of everyone listening now, tell us the story of how you got involved with Mighty Fest and, and, and what happened. We saw advertised this brand new local festival and I'd done a production earlier, it might have been the year before the first Mighty Festival, of the Vicar of Dibley. And one of the um, actresses that was in that, her husband uh, was one of the directors uh, of Mighty Festival. So we, we emailed him and said, that I'm interested in lighting, would I be able to go and um, sort of look over the shoulder of whoever's doing lighting for you so that I can learn more? Because I love learning anything, really. So I turned up and I helped them rig. And then I I was asking them what controller they were using. And we, we had a bit of a chat about that. And then I said, well, I've got this controller sitting at home. Um, this top of the range thing, would you like to use it for this event? So they said, yes. So I bought it along and they're like, we got no idea how to use this. Would you be able to do it? So I've come in and I've programmed the, uh, these lights and then operated the, the festival. And they, um, it, it's such a powerful console. It can do anything you want with some, you know, just a row. It was a row of just some LED lights doing front light, but I, I could get them doing different color chases and custom stuff that they so, hadn't been able to do with their little um, analog desks. And, the, and obviously you've been there, you've been there ever since. So the following year you were like, just leave it with me. I'll do the whole thing and, and make it look 10 times better. The following year, um, it was quite funny actually, because the first year we obviously only had this row of park hands at the front. So the second year, I managed to convince my dad to uh, give me a little bit more money so that I could hire in some kit. So basically, I've hired in all these massive moving lights, um, really high-end stuff and big blinders and everything like this. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the festival director's walked in while I'm programming and it's just blown his mind. And then it's... So we then talked him into giving us budget for the next year and that's grown as well now. So um, we now have a big rig at Mighty Festival, which... <laughs> I mean, that's a wonderful story because obviously as it's grown, it's grown because it's got better and it's got better because of the people who are producing. Yeah. And that is in part because of you and you've, you know, they've developed and you've developed. And isn't that just, that's just a wonderful story. It's something to be really, really, really proud of locally. Yeah, it's great to be part of it. And I've only contributed to the technical side of it. I mean, it's a fine art to make a festival feel so nice they've got such a nice family feeling to it it just feel you go there and it, it everyone's so friendly 
in my opinion, it's one of the best um, local festivals. How, what, what did you do after that? What other things have you done locally? How did you, because you, you know, you're everywhere now. So tell us. You ended up working with a Spice Girl. So, yes, I did. So the Spice Girl story was through the college I was going to. It's a small college called Can Do Arts in, uh, in Chippenham. And it was their 20th anniversary. And uh, the guy who runs that, Ed Didigan, has um, a contact with um, Mel C. And they asked her to, to perform at this 20th anniversary uh, event that they were doing. And then I got asked to do lights for that. As ever in this industry, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And obviously you knew Eddie, Eddie invited you along. And once you know a few people and you can show off a little bit, it just snowballs. <laughs> and obviously you're doing that yeah. right <laughs> I suppose you've got an advantage of, I'm kind of presuming that you're, you're living with your parents still. So like overheads for, for someone who's 18 year old with a, with a business like that, really low compared to a lot of, uh, <laughs> lot of your competitors. Big advantage. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky uh, and fortunate in, in that respect and um, not giving them any ideas if they're listening, but they haven't started charging me rent yet. Oh. So we're all right. <laughs> but they did charge you interest on your loan. So. <laughs> yeah, right. They did charge, yes. I can't believe that. You were like, like 14. But- money in a charging <laughs> what's your next what are your plans what's your next step i'd like to carry on trying to get more festivals obviously more equipment so i can do bigger events but because i'm moving towards the bigger events i'm moving away from buying my own kit and more into the world of hiring it which is opened up a whole world of possibilities with programming side of it to make my shows look better than um, they would if I was just using my own lights. So I'm, I'm looking at moving, you know, hopefully to bigger stuff and just doing more of what I'm already doing. I mean, I, I know without a shadow of a doubt, you know, you're on this upwards trajectory. You're going to be at the top of the industry without a shadow of a doubt. You'll be employing me one day and I'll, I'll have pleasure in saying I knew you when you were 16 and I could see the potential in you. So I'm sticking my colours to the mast there. Go on, John. What, what, what is your preferred gig? Um, do you prefer to be at somewhere like Mighty Festival or do you prefer to be doing like a, a solo act or just a, a single act over the night or what? Or a seminar? You know, there's so many or different things. Or a dance show. Yeah. Dance shows. That's a good question. See, everything's so different. It's really hard to pick a favourite. But I think for me, it would be festivals. Uh, simply because of the wide variety of acts that you get to work with and the the wide variety of different music styles you get to do lights to. But th- there are pros and cons with all of them. I mean, if it's a one act you're doing lights for at a one-off event, you can get to know their music a little bit more. Uh, whereas at a festival, because there are so many different acts, you can't get to know it as well. And do you... How am I going to it? Earlier on, you said about uh, when you were at school and this is how you got into lighting, you wanted to be backstage. How do you find the satisfaction of being a lighting engineer? Because for, for a punter at a festival, if you're doing the lighting correctly, you just won't think about lighting. The, the people at the festival are just there for the music and the experience. So you're in a way doing a thing. question, task, John. But well, thank you, Kieran. But in, in a way, that's I suppose that's really what you would... <laughs> It's just talking over me as I'm asking a question. It's so unprofessional. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's kind of like a, a, an unthankless task, isn't it? But by the sound of it, that's what you're, that's what you're into. 
Well, it's it's my passion. It's what I love doing, um, and I have loved doing for years. Uh, so, for me, it's it's not really about recognition. It's about trying to enhance what the musician and the story the musician is trying to portray to their audience. George, do you have a website? You do. We mentioned it earlier. Just tell us what it is. So it's beamsproductions.com and that's beams spelt with a Z. Trendy. <laughs> Available for discos, bar mitzvahs and uh, all other ch- children's parties. Uh, <laughs> ever so much for coming on. Uh, we, we ask a guest every week to pick a track. Do you want to tell us what your track is and why you've picked it? So I have picked uh, a song called Break. Uh, and it's by uh, a local band called The Tribe. And I've worked with them uh, once before at a one-off event. Um, really, really nice, really pleasant to work with. Um, and I'm looking forward to working with them again uh, at Mighty Festival this year. Um, it's just a really great, uplifting song. Um, I just love it, really. <laughs> Achieving, writing over religion, but just believing, feel the pain for other people and bleeding. So don't believe in other newspapers you're reading. We're accountable to and easing whatever they're feeding. Subconsciously affecting our weather we're feeding. Looking at the porch while I see through the glass ceiling. Ask yourself, are you awake or walking around sleeping? Getting stressed out because you're five minutes late for a meeting. Stop for a minute, be thankful for the air you're breathing. Looking at the bigger picture, there's no significant meaning. Mass producing animals to eat, making a man turn vegan. I've seen videos on Facebook that have left me even seeking freedom. They say we're free, but we don't believe them. Don't even know what's in the food we're eating. How can we be free when they're too busy policing? Rest the petty criminals for really no reason. But go! It's so important technological devices trying to morph them Force feeding us into believing out the material stuff Adverts ram down the neck of the room out of us We all believe in materialism Thinking it's really important when really it isn't We gotta look after the planet's not damaging the solar system Please tell a friend because nobody seems to listen No barriers now, sex, skin, colour or religion Everybody come together now and let's share this rhythm oh. This is real life to give
solution Identify the problem and find a solution Instigating in the middle of the institution Open up your eyes, you can see it's just an illusion Programming ready for the next intrusion Don't believe the telly, just avoid the confusion It's crucial, we stay conscious, move far with the movement Oh, it's a tribal revolution, eh? All tight, all of my people out there listening Right up against the struggle, we're never giving in A tribal wave and we're live upon a mission here We're coming, bringing the positive vibes and then we disappear So that band describes themselves as a hip hop reggae collective from Swindon. It is the tribe and the track is called Break. I enjoy that. I do yes. love I do love a rapper with a proper Bristolian West Country accent. It's lovely. They, I forget they are from Swindon. You're right, because they, they used to play loads of gigs in Swindon. They will always be sold out. I think Swindon loved them for a while. During your interview with Georgia, you were talking quite a lot about the Mighty Festival. The plan is... Well, the, the dates are 2nd to 4th of July, so hopefully that will be able to go ahead. They're, they pulled across last year's lineup, which included Space. Remember Space, Female of the Species? And I do uh, remember yeah. Jesus Jones as well. So although it's a village festival, they do have a couple of real big hitting acts every year. Time for some news, Kieran. Yes. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, I noticed you posted on Facebook, now that you're out of Facebook jail, that's probably a story for another <laughs> time. Um, about yes. a new way that artists can get money, get royalties from streaming. Yes. So this this I mean, you know, going back to arguments in the past, I've always said, why doesn't your um, your money that you pay in as a as a subscriber, they take off the proportion that they need for their administration. I don't know. I think for it's roughly three quid for Spotify and then your 10 pound, the remaining seven quid goes into the pot for the artist. Now, I've always said why don't they just divvy that seven quid up or however much it is proportionally against the plays that you made? So let's just say you listen to a thousand songs that would reduce your contribution down to like 10p or whatever, or 7p. Or if you listen to seven songs, that's now a pound a stream, you know, and it's just reflective of how much use you get out of it. That would be a really good way of, you know, directly paying artists for their plays rather than it going into a pot and it being divvied up between the larger acts. Basically, SoundCloud have come along and they've done exactly that. And it's SoundCloud is, has been incredibly popular. It has had big user bases in the past, particularly with DJs and hip hop and dance music, but also with, you know, traditional, not traditional, the music, the sort of things that I like, bands and so on. Um, I'm not entirely sure that this will take off and be huge and be the game changer. It, it, it should be. But what it, for me, what it does do is underline that there is another way. It can be done. 
And really, if anything, if you don't do it, it's highlighting the fact that, the, you know, the people that are pulling the strings, be it Spotify, be it the big corporate labels, they're choosing not to. Um, and I'm sure if you asked Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, would you prefer to get all the money you're getting now? Or would you like to have a more reflective uh, income based on your streams? Um, he might say, I'll keep all the money I'm getting now, thanks. So cynical, maybe, but um, that's how I think it would probably pan out if you asked them. You always pick on Ed Sheeran. What's he done to you? Uh, the reason I pick up Ed Sheeran is because um, he has been the biggest selling artist in the UK for like three or four years running. And the same for Adele. She's just a female Ed Sheeran or he's just a, he's just a male Adele. So same things. They're just top of their genre, top of their, their side of the industry. And they make all the massive money plays and all the rest of it. Somebody like that could choose to change the industry with, in one afternoon of their life. Um, by, be it charging a couple of quid for a stream and then giving all that money to save the circuit that supported them on their way up, or be it decides that actually they would like the, the royalties to be paid out for more fair. You know, people like that have that power. So I always pick on them because, you know, we, you could ask a thousand artists to do it and it would take an awful lot of work, or you could just ask one and it would be done overnight. Right, if anybody yes. wants to get in touch with us, the email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com. Uh, where you can send us some music videos, send us uh, any hints or tips on new tracks that are coming out or any new music news. Thank you for listening, everybody. It has been a fun half hour as always. And uh, we'll leave it at that. So, Kieran, thank you for joining me. Ciao, John. Thank you for for, for inviting me. For tolerating you, yes. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Uh, Take care, bye. (laughs)